Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Bitchopedia podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and I don't know if it's morning for you, but it's morning for me. And I woke up actually at 5.30 this morning, (laughs) which was not by choice. I set my alarm um, for 6.30, but at 5.30, I was just awake. So I was like, okay, well, I guess this is the move today. So I embraced it. Normally, depression would have been like, go back to sleep until you have to go to work at 10 o'clock, <laughs> show up late. But I decided to embrace it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the sunrise this morning. So I did. I got up, I walked to my backyard. I just enjoyed the morning. And then I went for my walk as usual. That's my early morning routine is to go for a walk. And when I get my body moving, that's when things start coming forward, like ideas for podcasts or videos or just any creative venture. And that's also when I have my like breakthroughs in spirituality. So I'm usually listening to some sort of podcast, sometimes the Sahara Rose podcast. That's the one I'm on right now, which by the way, I have a whole story with that. She's got a podcast called the highest self podcast. So if you don't listen to it, you should go check it out. And, um, there are some things that I don't necessarily agree with her on. Um, just because that's totally okay. Like she's a whole different human than me, but, um, but for the most part, she provides a lot of wisdom and inspiration, honestly, because I feel like our podcasts are kind of along the same lines. And I didn't know that until, I mean, I just recently started listening to her podcast and I was like, yes, this is resonating with me. And I've got a whole podcast planned, but before I start, I want to tell you guys this story because I was going to talk about it last week and then I didn't end up doing it. So Sahara Rose has a podcast. She has similar content to mine. She's a woman. So she's always been kind of an inspiration to me that she can go on and she's doing very well. Like she's very popular. So that was basically confirmation to me of like, yes, people do care about these things. There are people out there who care about the things that you care about. And I remember my friend, I sent her several episodes because that's what I do in general, but I sent her several episodes. And when she was reading the, you know, the themes and listening to the episodes, she said, it's like this podcast was made just for you. Like, it's actually crazy how much it resonates with the things that we talk about in our everyday life. So I say all that to say one day I was scrolling through Instagram And I saw Nate Ortiz, who you guys know has been on the podcast. He is still to date one of my favorite episodes. And at the bottom, it was a split screen. And at the bottom of it, he was being interviewed by Sahara Rose. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I know that woman. And it didn't have her name, but it was her. They were doing an interview. And I was like, holy shit, let me double check and make sure I'm seeing this right. So I go through and I look and sure enough, Nate Ortiz, congratulations, got on this huge podcast. Sahara Rose had her, she wrote a book and the forward of her book was actually written by Deepak Chopra. So she is a big deal. But, um, yeah, it was very surreal to see him being on on an interview with her because first of all, super proud because I like I know that he's going to be nothing but successful because 
He just has so much wisdom and the advice that he gives is truly life-changing. He changed my life. He's one of the main reasons that I got into yoga as much as I did and then eventually started teaching it. And now I teach the things that I learned from him and things that I've researched after knowing him. So all of that is a long-winded way to say that it was major confirmation for me because it was like, not only do people care about the things you're talking about, but you have your finger on the pulse that in the same area that she does, right? You interviewed someone that she interviewed and that was a big deal for me. So, so that was major confirmation for me. And it really has kind of lit a fire under my ass to say, I need to keep moving with this because I'm heading in the right direction. And the only person who's holding me back is myself. So now on to what I was actually going to talk about to begin with. I wanted to tell you that story because um, it's just an inspiration to remind us that like we are more capable than we think and we're always closer to our dreams than we thought. Oh, and when I made a TikTok, I made a TikTok video about it and posted it and Nate commented and was like, I remember doing your podcast. It was amazing. And he was so nice. He was my first guest that I interviewed that wasn't a friend. Like I reached out to him on the internet and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, holy shit, that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. So now I'm interviewing, I've reached out to a lot of um, people over the past, but I, I'm reaching out, I've reached out to someone who I love, and I'm going to have her, I'm actually recording a podcast episode with her tomorrow. And I won't say who it is yet. Cause I don't know when I'm going to publish that episode, but he taught me that it's easier to reach out to people than I thought. Like people are way more willing to help and to be on than I thought that they would be. I thought it was going to be way harder. So on that note, um, I teach, I told you I teach yoga tonight. I was thinking about a theme cause I have a class tonight and I was like, what could I talk about tonight? So the two words expand and refine came to me. And it was when I was listening to Sahara Rose, she was talking about our fear of being big and our fear of expansion. And that is a huge block for a lot of people and something that I was experiencing myself. Um, I told you when I got my tarot cards read by Bibi, who was also on the podcast, uh, The Red Jasper, she asked me when she was reading my card, she said, are you afraid of failure? And she was like, no, actually, are you afraid of success? And I was like, fuck, I've actually never thought about it. But yeah, I, I think I am afraid of success and why. And I really had to dig into that. It's been at least a year, maybe a year and a half since I got that information and that tarot card that I was like, damn, okay, maybe I am afraid of success. And I've realized through a lot of internal digging that I was subconsciously sabotaging myself because I was afraid of success. I wanted to keep myself small and I wanted to keep myself limited. First of all, because I've had people throughout my life tell me that I am not going to be anything other than like small, like whatever the weird stuff I have in my head that goes on the creative side of me, the, my essence, basically (laughs) people told me, tone that down put it in a box and you can do that after work hours. But when you come to work, you need to behave this way and you need to be quote unquote normal. And that's been a huge thing for me is I realized I talked about it last week on the episode when I looked around my house, everything was 
neutral colors and just very like toned down. And I really had to ask myself, when did I become this person? When did I become the kind of person who is tame, first of all, (laughs) who does neutral colors? Like, no, no, that's not me. So I had been shrinking myself down a lot. And once I realized that, I was like, okay, well, I noticed it. I don't want to judge it because it's obviously happening because of years and years, decades, lifetimes probably, of being told that I need to tone it down and having people kind of repress me as a person because it's something that they don't understand. And people like to put things in boxes so that it will make sense. And I, I'm going to do a whole episode about that too, but I, I don't, I didn't want to be put in a box anymore because it didn't make sense for me. I want to be loud. I want to take up space. I want to be who I really am, who I'm born to be because I'm not doing myself any favors by being small. I'm just making myself more palatable for other people. And in the last couple of months, I've really been working on that. And I've been using the inspiration of the people in my life who, of course, have come to me in the perfect time. But when I see them, I'm like, yes, that is like, that is what I want. I want to, I want to, I don't want to, (laughs) I want to offend people. I don't know if there's a better way to say this, but I like, I want to be okay with offending people. Someone is always going to be offended, right? And I'm obviously not talking about saying horrible things, like actually offensive things. But if being my true self and having opinions and being loud and taking up space offends people, I no longer care or I'm working on no longer caring. So when I thought about the goal or the theme, expand and refine, I was thinking, so with my yoga class, I'll give you this example. I, when I first started teaching yoga, which wasn't that long ago, I didn't get certified very long ago. I was so nervous to teach my classes and it was all about remembering the poses. For me, I had to start with just remember the poses. And I remember walking in, I printed out, I paid like a hundred dollars for this subscription to build yoga poses. It's like a yoga sequence builder. And it's got the pictures and it's got the pose descriptions and the pose names and the transitions and all that stuff. So I had all that typed up with pictures and I had like five pages would usually be a class. And I lined them all up by my mat and I would be so nervous that in the middle of it, I would forget my pose. So just like them, just like the students, I was learning the poses first. And then it was like, okay, you need to remember to integrate the breath, right? So I started working on breath work. That's when I started really taking care of my lungs and making changes with, you know, my breath and realizing how much of an impact the breath has on you. So then I integrated that layer in. And then I I worried about bringing in the last layer, which was, you know, themes and basically the spirituality part of yoga, because some people just want to do the poses. And I remember thinking of that when you're building a class you know, a good size class is like six or seven for me because I I do it at a gym and um, they're just starting to build their yoga classes. So it's kind of a new thing. And that's why when they hired me, they said, you know, we've, we want to really focus on building up those classes. So I was kind of taking over, not necessarily a failing program, but a fresh new green program. 
So it started with, you know, one or two people would come to class and now it's building. And even, even if we're not getting huge numbers, we're getting a lot of different people and we're getting a lot of first timers who are making return visits. And it's been a huge thing for me because I was so terrified and I was probably honestly limiting myself with my students because I was afraid of having a big class because when, when more people would show up, I remember what, I think the most I ever had was like eight, maybe nine. And when they came in, I got kind of nervous because I was like, this is a, this is a lot of people. And then you have to worry about catering to everyone, right? So some people are new. Some people are advanced. So you have to find a balance of like, you don't want the new people to get overwhelmed and not come back, but you also don't want the old people, not old, but you know what I mean? The, the, the pros, the more advanced students, you don't want them to get bored because you're doing new things. So that's been kind of a struggle that I liked. I like kind of tinkering with the algorithm of finding what people like. And I, I didn't like it to begin with, but I kind of looked at it as a fun challenge. And it's like, yes, it's hard, but like I say, I can do hard things. So I'm like, yeah, we can do this. So I have to find the right balance with my students. But sometimes when you do that, you just end up watering it down for everyone and doing a disservice for everyone. So I really had to think about what I want in yoga and teach the way that I want to think and teach the way that I want to learn and teach the way I want to teach, right? So I I did start integrating that third layer and I was worried that it might scare away some people because, you know, I'm talking about a lot of um, kind of esoteric things and I'm in the Bible belt. Like some people, you know, are like, that's a lot. Like you're talking about channeling energy and all this stuff. And it's like, eh, that's a little too like Eastern for me. And I'm more into the like Western yoga. Like I just want to do the poses. Like I want to burn calories. I want to do that. But that's not what yoga is. <laughs> it's really not like, it's really not. And I don't want to teach it that way. Like I want to integrate that third layer. And I realize that if I'm not doing that, I'm not being my true self. So I feel like the more I've embraced my true style of teaching and actually teaching what I want to teach and being authentic to myself, more people have been coming. I think that's when the class started to grow because there have been classes that I've showed up and there's been one person there. And I I mean, that could have, that probably would have deterred me a long time ago. And my biggest fear was like, I'm going to show up and there's going to be no one in my class. So sitting with that fear, you know, I've talked about that before. It's like, okay, well imagine worst case scenario and then really sit in it and ask yourself like, what would that feel like? And I pictured me sitting there, no one coming in and then walking up to my boss and be like, Hey, sorry, I didn't have anyone in class tonight. And I was like, is that really that big of a deal? Is it really that big of a deal? If no one shows up, no, (laughs) it's really not like, it's really not. And I, my boss told me that there were other people who had, you know, like a spin class. They have these group fitness classes and they're like, yeah, they had a class and no one came. And I was like, oh, okay. So it happens. Like it happens to everyone. It's happened to other people. And if it happens to me, it's going to be okay. It's not a reflection of me. And since then the class has just been growing. So I say all of that to say, I'm choosing in every aspect of life not to water myself down anymore. And that's me as a person. That's me as a yoga teacher. That's me as 
a podcaster. That's me as a digital creator on TikTok. Like with my videos, I don't want to hold myself back anymore. I don't want to be afraid that people are not going to receive things well or that it's not going to make sense to other people. It doesn't matter. Like I, the connection that I feel to source energy and when I get these, um, these big bursts of energy, it comes directly after me doing things that I love to do and doing them in a way that I love to do them. And by the way, every time I've done that, cause it's not easy. Like I'm not, I get that it's going to be fucking hard. You're going against years of, you know, programming, but the times that I have done that are the times that I have seen the most success and I have seen growth and I have seen expansion and normally when I start expanding that's when the self-sabotaging comes in and it's like whoa 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 what are you doing you're putting yourself out there uh remember when you did that and you got yelled at or remember when you did that and you got rejected or remember when you did that and you know all those girls tried to humble you and remind you you ain't shit because they do like that's happened. That's happened a lot. When I try, when I'm, when I'm being my true self, um, I'm very magnanimous. Sometimes I've got a big personality and that makes a lot of people uncomfortable because like I said, they like to put us in a box and they're, they don't understand how I can be so many different things. Like I can be a mother, but also have a foul mouth and I can be spiritual, but also I don't want to use cursing again, but you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of dichotomy in my personality and that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to do a whole, like I said, a whole episode on that of fitting into a box. But with this, expand past that box. And then the second part of that was refine. So a big part of expansion is I was afraid to expand because, you know, I don't want to write a TV show unless it's perfect, but that's not how it works. And I don't want to make videos unless they're perfect, but that's not how it works. Like you expand. The first step is to expand and then we refine. So with yoga, isn't I'll use that example again. Yoga poses, you learn the poses, right? So you get into it. And at first you're just loosening up the muscles. Like you haven't worked these muscles in years. And like Adrian says from Yoga with Adrian, she says, shine a light in the dark places. So which by the way was last week's theme for my yoga class was we're shining a light in dark places. We're cleaning out the cobwebs, you know? So that's the first step is we're just getting shit out of the way. And even when I talked about cleaning out my closet to put my little office in here, like that's what I mean. We're unloading. And yes, I've I've had to move some stuff to another room for right now, but right now we're working on this area. And once I get it clean, like I've got to get everything out and then I'll go through the things and kind of refine um, what, you know, keep or toss or whatever. And same with yoga poses, you refine those poses, you learn the poses first, you open and create space, open those areas of your body, and then you refine it. So you worry about, you know, which way your foot is turned or, you know, fingertips straight out and finding those nice lines with your body. All of that comes later. If you're new you just do the pose at first and all that other stuff comes later. And no one's going to judge you by the way, because you don't, you don't start perfect. And that's something that I'm realizing. You can't start perfect. So 
that is where imposter syndrome kicks in. And it's like, well, if I can't start perfect, I just won't fucking start (laughs) because I want it to be perfect. And that's been a huge lesson for me. And I'm seeing it in other people as well as like, you know, the hesitation to get started because they're afraid of it being something new and not being the best at it. But like, that's not how being new at something works. And you might have a natural knack for it, but you hear people like I'm off the top of my head. I remember Ed Sheeran saying that he wasn't able to sing. He trained himself to sing and he took voice classes and did all these things. So it's like, even people who were amazing started out terrible. You hear athletes all the time say like Kobe Bryant said, you know, he wasn't good at basketball to to begin with, but he worked hard. He knew it's what he wanted and he worked hard. And that's what we have to do. We have to say, yes, this brings light to my soul. And I don't care if anyone thinks that I'm good at it. I'm just doing it. I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. My first viral, well, it wasn't my first because I had one about spiritual too, but um, actually that's a better, that's a better way to tell it. So when I first started, I was just posting, I started my TikTok. I was just posting random videos of myself. I posted one about spirituality and how I had my, you know, it was like a, a trend of what's one thing that no one told you about your spirituality journey that surprised you. And I made a video about it, posted it, it went viral. So then I got a huge number of followers. Well, then when I posted one day offhand, posted a video about Bravo and it was me using a Snapchat filter to reenact one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And I posted, I remember posting it and I was like, no one is going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like this is really out there and no one's going to know what I'm talking about. And also who watches Bravo and is on TikTok. You know, TikTok is not a big, um, platform for Bravo fans. That's what I was telling myself, but I posted it and I almost deleted it, but I left it alone and I kind of forgot about it. And then one day I sat down, I mean, it was, you know, this probably that later that night I sat down and I opened my phone and it had over a hundred thousand views. And I was like, what the fuck? And that's what they call beginner's luck, right? Or that little spark, like they say in the alchemist, if you're on the right path, with your soul's journey, you're going to have beginner's luck because it's going to tell you like, yes, yes. It's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, yes, this is it. This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is it. Like, it feels good. Keep focusing on that. So I stayed with it. And then I was nervous because I started posting Bravo stuff, but then I was losing followers because, you know, everyone followed me because I had a spiritual, um, video that I had posted about spiritual awakenings and stuff. So it's like, they followed me for that. They didn't follow me for Bravo. So my number started going down and then I panicked because that's what you do. But I heard, uh, I think it was manifestation babe podcast talking about like, that's going to happen as you kind of refine your content, you're going to lose, you may lose followers, but then you're going to lose them. And then you're going to gain back many, many more. Right. Because, and that's exactly what happened. I lost, I went back down. I, I'd never gotten to 10,000, but I think I was at like 9,000 or something. And then I went back down to like 7,000. I was like, what the fuck? Like I should have just stuck with the spiritual stuff. And also I felt torn between like, how can I be the kind of person who posts spiritual things, but also watches Bravo. So then I had that whole struggle, but now I'm finally embracing that I can make those videos and I can talk about the things I want to talk about 
because it's my fucking TikTok. Like, I don't really care if it confuses the algorithm. Just like everyone else, the algorithm can fucking adjust. <laughs> Get over it. I, I know that there is a space for me. And if there's not, I'll create it. Like, and I'm saying this, I'm, I'm kind of surprising myself as I'm saying it because this is such a new thing. So I don't want you to feel discouraged if this is not how you feel. This is taking a lot of work to get there. But I just want to drop in and I wanted to record this episode and say that we cannot be afraid of expansion and afraid of success and succeed. Like that's going to be a block for us. We have to just embrace that we are worthy of being successful. And when we expand, it is kind of scary. It's scary to be big and to be seen, but you have to move past that discomfort because on the other side of that is all of our success and all of our manifestations, all of those things. And another thing about um, refusing to offer a watered down version of yourself we're going back to the yoga class. Uh, it's it's going to be the kind of same thing as like, I might lose quote unquote followers. I might lose students in the class, just like I did when I lost, you know, followers on TikTok. But I don't want the people that I have to fake it. I don't want those people around. And I, I'm not going to teach yoga with just as just an exercise to burn calories. I I just am not going to do it because I know, first of all, I know the change that yoga made on me, which is, oh my God, it's just immeasurable. And then I've heard the story of Glennon Doyle. She talks about sitting with um, the hot loneliness and the beginning of her story comes from this yoga class, going to this yoga class she didn't want to go to and how her yoga teacher was this like, hippy dippy woman that she was like, okay, I did not come here for all this bullshit. But by the end of it, she was sobbing on the mat and had this huge breakthrough. So it's like, I, I'm robbing people of that experience and that change if I'm untrue to myself. Like that's how it always happens. And this is just a really good metaphor to see that and a really good example to see that through. But like, yes, I might lose the two or three people who come to class because they want to burn calories, but that's okay. They can go somewhere else. Like, and I don't say that disrespectfully, like they can truly find another yoga teacher. I'm sure there is a yoga teacher out there who will teach them just the moves or they can look up, you know, the poses online. Like you can, there's plenty of options for you. I'm probably just not the right yoga teacher for you. And that also has come over the years of realizing that it's okay for me to let people go if they're not the right fit, like I'm not going to change myself to keep these four people in my yoga class. When maybe if I embrace my true self, I'll have 30 people in the class or, you know, another example of refusing to offer a watered down version of yourself. I have uh, a few people in my life that it, it's at this new job that I work at who have talked about, they want to learn yoga and they're like, you know, they're what they're really describing to me and I see it, but they don't know is they're about to embark on a spiritual journey. <laughs> they're having like a dark night of the soul of like, why am I here? What is any of this for? I need direction and they feel lost and whatever. But really when I see it, I'm like, you're, it's just a block. That's all it is. You feel like the world's falling apart, but it's really not. So they 
have been liking that of like, yeah, it seems like, you know, maybe you have something to teach me. So they want to know. But again, Nate Ortiz taught me that he said that he has clients all the time that will come to him, but he only has time because our time is so valuable and so precious. He's like, I only have time for people who are actually going to do the work and who are actually going to um, embrace the whole experience and embody the change and actually, you know, it's just this, I mean, you can tell if you're a personal trainer and someone wants to come to you and they say, I need to lose 30 pounds. And you're like, okay, let's do it. And then every day they show up, they work out, but then when they leave, they're making unhealthy choices. And then when they come back to you, it's like, Hey, I'm busting ass here. I'm paying you to fix me. Why are you not doing it? The trainer would obviously be frustrated and be like, excuse me, I'm doing the work. Like I'm telling you what to do. I'm helping you. I'm, I'm telling you all the right things to do, but you're not doing it in your alone time. You're making choices that are uh, contradictory to your goals. So I see that now when people will come to me, this is, again, this is another brand new thing that when people will come to me and say, Hey, I want you to coach me or, Hey, I want you to, you know, teach me yoga and do basically life coaching. I will say like, okay, if you're ready, as soon as you're ready to take it seriously, come to me because I'm not saying it in that way, but that's the gist of it. You know, people come to me and I can tell if they, if they mean it, that they're going to like, they're actually going to stick with it. Or am I going to be that frustrated personal trainer who's getting yelled at because I can't make my client lose weight? You know, like these people are going to come to me and they'll have these blocks because they want to skip steps or they don't want to put in the work. And I'm, I'm not going to waste their time and I'm certainly not going to waste my time. So I'm finally becoming okay with turning people away and saying no, because before I was so nervous, like what if I let this client go, I may never get another one. Like what if I turn people away and then I'm left with nothing, but I'm realizing now that that's not what's going to happen. I am doing a disservice to myself and to them. If I take on clients who are not going to do the things that need to be done to make a change, I'm doing a disservice to them. If I offer a watered down version of myself. Like I said, with the yoga class, like if I went to yoga class and just showed them poses and never introduced the breath, I'm robbing them of that layer that they could have to appease them maybe in the moment, but I'm not doing them any good. Like breath is half the practice. It's more than half the practice and it comes after. And then the theme, like that's a whole nother thing. When you start talking about you know, things like this, like expansion or, you know, taking up space, things like that. Those are all huge lessons that integrate into yoga because, you know, the yoga mat is a reflection of real life and yoga has so much potential to teach us so many things. And sure, you can do it just to burn the calories. That's how it starts usually. But if they don't want to go on the journey, and they're not ready, that has nothing to do with me and my skills. So I'm just going to exist and move throughout my life. You know, kind of like, um, I heard it yesterday. It was so beautifully put having a conversation with the universe, very flow. Like I'm just floating down like a river and just easing through and whoever wants to come along with me, like y'all come, but I'm not stopping for you guys. That's holding me up and I've got things to do. I got to go this way. But if you want to come, of course, I would love to help. That's the whole reason. Like I became a yoga teacher so that I can help. And I 
offer life coaching courses or, you know, sessions, whatever you want to call it, because I want to help. I am the quote unquote therapist of my friend because I want to help, but I have worked through so much of those limiting beliefs and honestly traumatized beliefs and false narratives that I am the savior to these people or that I have to save anyone. Like I don't, I don't have time. That's not my job. I have to save myself. I have to make sure that I'm taken care of. And that's the best way for me to help people. And that's the best way for you to help people is to live in that flow and live in your purpose with your spark because other people will see it and it will make them want to change it will create change in them or at least it will well the shadow side of that is that it's going to make people uncomfortable and they might lash out at you and I've realized that that's got more to do with them than it does with me because people don't they get uncomfortable seeing someone else live out their truth when they're unable to do that and I've been I've been guilty of that as well like I think back to people who have bothered me in the past and I'm like why did they bother me And a lot of times the answer is because they were living for themselves and not for anyone else. And that was hard for me to understand. And I think it was because I, and I mean, there's a difference, by the way, between that and just being an asshole. But I think I was jealous of those people because I was such a people pleaser and had no idea that I was living for other people. And it triggered me to see people living for themselves. But that's okay. And that's what I'm here to do, by the way. That's we, me and BB joke about it that like my, my life purpose is to trigger people, but it's true. And if that's my purpose, like it has purpose, it does have purpose. It, it incites people. Triggering people shows them something about themselves and can, it can have the potential to teach them something about themselves. So I love that. And I'm coming to embrace that side of me. Like I'm obviously not walking around being an asshole and living in your true self and doing the best that you can. Like you're not, those things can't coexist with being an asshole. So just remember that if you start to think, you know, people are getting really upset with me. Is it because you're drawing boundaries? And now all of a sudden you're not readily available for them all the time like you used to be. Because if you're living your true self and not bringing any harm to people, but they're still getting upset with you, you can remind yourself like, okay, it's not me, it's them. And just move through that way. I hope this is making sense for everyone. And I hope that this resonates with you. If it did, I want you to reach out to me. Let me know. I want to hear some feedback from you guys. So um, you can follow me on Twitter or you can follow me on TikTok. I actually have, I created a second TikTok for the podcast. It's called at Bitchopedia with an underscore after it on TikTok. So you can follow me there and I'll be posting some videos, which probably are just going to be tidbits. It's honestly, it's the Snapchat videos that I save when I have these breakthroughs or the ones that I send to my friends and I save. And I'm like, I want to record a podcast episode about that. I was like, why don't you just start posting those videos? Like that's the original video. Why don't you just post it? They're in a much more digestible format and, you know, easy, quick and easy. So maybe that's, that's a whole nother area that I can reach and inspire people is through that. So that again, expansion, I'm expanding my outreach. I'm being okay with expanding because by the way, I am opening myself up to 
if I put myself on a completely different format, that's me opening myself up to that much more criticism. And that's how I would have seen it before, right? Is if you put yourself out there again, this is a whole, whole world out there on TikTok. And that's so, so many people are on TikTok and that's a lot of opportunities to be criticized or, you know, yelled at or cyber bullied, you know? So I think that's kind of the subconscious belief that I had was like, the more you put yourself out there, the more likely you are to be rejected. But that's just a truth. Like that's a fact of life. So yes, that's probably true. But also you're putting yourself out there and you have the equal chance of being rejected as you do of being seen by someone who can change your life or people seeing you and you changing their lives. Like it's, you have to put yourself out there. You have to do scary things. And if you're not ready, that's okay. It doesn't have to be today, but just becoming aware of it. Like this has been such a journey for me. And I knew these things on a conscious level. I knew that this is what I needed to do, obviously, to be a success. But still on that subconscious level, it's like, yeah, I know I need to put myself out there, but also fuck that because I'm scared. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to do that. So again, this has taken time and it's a journey. So if today is the first time it's being brought to your awareness, then we're at the yoga pose stage and we'll work on the breath and we'll work on the themes and integrating all that later. We'll work on refining it. But for right now, just expand and take these two words into your week or maybe just a day. And really focus on it. Write it somewhere. Write it on your mirror or, you know, a whiteboard or something. Expand and refine. And just think about that. We're all, we're constantly expanding and then refining. And then we expand and we refine. And don't be afraid, first of all, of change. But don't be afraid of expansion. And notice if you are self-sabotaging because your fear or your ego wants to keep you small. And notice if you are offering a watered-down version of yourself. And just becoming aware of that, you'll start to see how many times throughout the day you're doing that. Like how many times a day are you toning yourself down to be more palatable for other people? And then when we start to notice it, we can be like, oh God, that's a lot more than I thought it was, but that's okay. You know, we'll work on it. And then, you know, a month down the road, you're doing it half as much and then two months, three months, whatever it continues. And then before long, you're like me and I'm recording this podcast, surprising myself like, damn, these really are, this really is how I feel. And I didn't think I would ever get there, but here we are. So I'm encouraging you to not be afraid of your own success, not be afraid of expansion, not be afraid of being big and taking up space and claiming what is yours and what you were born to do. And I'm going to be out here doing the same thing. So again, y'all reach out to me. Um, I love feedback. I love hearing from you guys. I love connecting. That's the whole reason I started the podcast was to connect with people. So if you guys want to reach out to me on Twitter, TikTok, it doesn't matter. I would love to hear from you guys. And if there's anything I can do to help you, I would love to do that too. You know, I, I truly feel like I know I come in here to this closet and I'm by myself, but I feel this connection to these people. Like y'all are listening from, I think it's in like 42 countries or something now. That's crazy to me. I'm, I'm talking to people in countries I've never even 
been to. So if you feel like I'm a stranger, um, or sometimes I feel like I'm talking to strangers and then I remember like, no, we are, we're all connected, united in trauma, baby. We are all connected. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that this helped someone again, if it did, y'all reach out to me and I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you guys later.